Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to our book reading for today, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 232. In preparation for war, the Jews sent their women and children off to the citadel of Shah. They had decided on open combat the same morning. Consequently, when Ali got there, he found them ready for battle. Nevertheless, in compliance with the Prophet's instructions, he called on them to accept Islam. In response, Marhab came out brandishing his sword, bragging about his strength. All Haybar knows I am Marhab, armed to the teeth, valiant and experienced when war is aflame. Amr bin Akwa countered, Al Haybar knows I am Amr, a gallant warrior up in arms. Following this exchange, they charged at one another. Marhab's scimitar was lodged in Amr's shield, and Amr made to strike at Marhab's kalf. Since his sword was smaller, it fell short and hit his knee, an injury that proved fatal. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said in tribute to Amr, he enjoys a twofold reward. He was a brave warrior, and very few like him will ever tread the soil of Arabia. When Amr fell at the lance of Marhab, Ali sprung up to face Marhab with the following couplet on his lips. I am he whose mother named him Haydar, the lion, fierce like the lions of the forest. With my lance I will repay in full measure every ounce of insult. With one blow of his sword, Ali slew Marhab. Marhab's brother issued a challenge that was met by Zubair, who swiftly sent his opponent to the same fate as Marhab. General combat ensued, and in the course of heavy fighting, several Jewish chieftains fell, dismaying their men who then fled in consternation. The Muslim soldiers gave chase and stormed the citadel. The Jews then fled to an adjacent citadel called Hassan Saab and set up fortifications. From Hassan Nam, the, pro- the Muslim troops captured weapons, dates, and grains. Following the capture of Hassan Naam, the Muslim forces under Hubab bin Mundhir laid a three-day siege to Hassan Saab. On the third day, the Prophet, peace be upon him, prayed for victory and a substantial booty. He then ordered the Muslims to attack, and before sunset, the citadel fell. Since it had served as the Jews' single most important granary, the citadel yielded the virtually starving Muslims enormous quantities of food and fat. To satisfy their hunger, they slaughtered several donkeys, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade his men to eat the meat. At his orders, all the pots containing the meat were overturned. Now the Jews, having lost two of their forts, took shelter in the third citadel at Nata, called Al-Zubayr, and fortified it. The Muslim forces besieged that too. On the fourth day of the siege, a Jew constructed a number of drains to get drinking water through them. The Muslims lost no time in cutting off the water supply. Finding no alternative but to fight, the Jews rushed out of the citadel and fell upon the waiting Muslims. They fought fiercely, but lost the day and were driven toward Hassan Abi. With one settlement vanquished, the Muslims moved on to Shah to besiege the fortress of Hassan Abi. Two of the Jews came out consecutively to engage in single combat. When the second one fell at the sword of Abu Dujana, the others rushed back into the citadel, followed by the Muslim troops, who drove them out and captured a large amount of grain and several heads of livestock. The Muslim soldiers continued their march on and laid siege to Hassan Nijar, where the Jews had fled. 
High on the mountain peak, virtually inaccessible, it seemed the safest of all hideouts. The Jewish men had therefore left their women and children there while they kept up a shower of stones and arrows to repel any Muslim who attempted to scale the mountain. The Muslims responded with the use of catapults, and their strategy proved so effective that the fortress fell into their hands and the Jews made for Katiba. When the Muslims entered the fallen fortress, they found it full of valuable copper and clay utensils, which they washed and subsequently used. Relentlessly, the Muslims marched on to Katiba, the last remaining Jewish stronghold. Its three citadels were the target. After a two- to three-week siege, the first one at Kamus fell, and when it seemed that the two remaining citadels at Wati and Salalam were about to be attacked by the Muslims, the Jews negotiated for peace. They agreed to go into exile with their families if they were guaranteed safe conduct. The Prophet, peace be upon him, acceded to their request. He also allowed them to carry whatever they could along with loads of gold, silver, horses and weaponry. However, if they hid anything, the agreement would be nullified. The Jews handed over two or three citadels to the Muslims, who also got a hundred coats of mail, four hundred swords, a thousand lances, and five hundred Arabian bows. Moreover, they found some Hebrew scriptures that they returned at the request of the Jews. The surrender was not completely unanimous. Some of the Jewish chiefs, such as Kinana bin Abdul Hakak and his brother, contravened the terms that had been agreed upon and attempted to slip past with a huge hoard of gold, silver and other jewellery. They thus lost the guarantee of safe passage and were killed for breach of promise. Among the prisoners was Kinana's widow, Safiya bin Huyay bin Ahtab, who was to later become one of the mothers of the faithful with her marriage to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Thus ended a long campaign. As we have seen, there was a series of battles for Haybar instead of a single event. At the close of hostilities, between 15 and 18 Muslims were martyred, while the number of Jews killed stood at 93.